are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Hey folks, Steve Angel here, and this week's episode is sponsored by both Bond and Nick's good friends, David and Tracy Belowski at St. Joe River Bows. Now, if you're thinking about a custom longbow or recurve, you owe it to yourself to check out St. Joe River Bows. David and Tracy have been making bows at St. Joe since 2009, where they started out making the St. Joe River Bows Classic model in both longbows and recurves. And then in 2010, they premiered their Torrent Recurve model. Now, often copied but never duplicated, this sweet little bow is offered in a 54 and 56-inch versions, and its smooth draw and snappy performance make it the perfect bow for hunting from a tree stand or a ground blind. And if you're more of a longbow shooter like I am, well, they also make a torrent version in a longbow, which just so happens to be the bow my wife shoots today. Now, myself, I prefer the classic longbow, but all of their bows are amazing shooters, and all are available in numerous grip sizes and types to fit every shooter. If you're not sure exactly what you want, Tracy is more than happy to work with you to figure out which style fits you best. And don't forget about their kid and youth models that come with St. Joe's amazing trade-up program so that as your child grows, they can trade in their current bow towards a newer bow that better fits their needs. And for listeners of the Traditional Outdoors podcast, David and Tracy will still throw in a free St. Joe River Bows t-shirt with any new bow purchase. So when you call them up, be sure to tell them that you heard about them on the Traditional Outdoors podcast. Now let's get on to this week's episode. Nick, view in the house. What's going on, man? Too much, man. A lot's going on. It's good to hear your voice, brother. It's been a bit. I was looking at it today, April 5th. April 5th. Well, April 5th is the last recording we released, so it would have been, you know, three or four days prior to that since you and I have actually spoken to each other. Yeah, and I've had, I mean, I had a hot May and June. I actually did... Well, last year I didn't do a whole lot of anything outside just because of what was going on. But this year I've, I made it a point that I was going to fish and I was going to hunt and do whatever I needed to do outside and write as much as possible. And I pretty much stuck true to that. And I know you haven't had a whole lot of chance to do that, but I'm kind of doing it for both of us at this point. <laughs> you can live vicariously through me while I send you fish pictures and uh, talk to you about all the does that don't like me. Um, <laughs> well, I, and I appreciate, I appreciate all the pictures and I appreciate all the, uh, the does that don't like you send them my way. Yeah. I, well, uh, I need every one of them, man. I, there's something about me. I'm telling you what, that they, they blow at me. I could be within the radius. I could be within two miles of a doe and it'll blow at me. Um, they just, they just don't like the Yeti, I guess. But you know what, you know, what does like me, Steve, Every time I go south, I always you guys have the you guys have the uh, the best hospitality. I always say that, <laughs> and I, I always get. I did hear a rumor. I always, I always get a gift whenever I go down there. I always get a gift, and and I've a couple times. I know you say this isn't south, but it's south to me. And I I my in laws live in Bardwell, Kentucky. They got ten acres, and I absolutely love it there. Um, I'd like to hunt it at some point. Got a lot of deer on there. It's not hunted. So it's like a little deer sanctuary in there almost right now. And uh, it's thick. It's thick. It's got. What a... else does it have a lot of, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't last two times I went. Uh, but I was, uh, I spent a lot of time fishing and casting on the pond and doing a little bit of scouting and picking blackberries with the family. And we got a dog now, Jada, and she, little little brown lab and pit mix. And she, she was out there having fun. And, and we all started itching on the way home. And I said, oh, hell, 
And we got home, and I'm like, well, me oatmeal, it's probably bug bites. We got bit by bugs. Well, so I came home, and I woke up this morning, and I had big red, red welt clusters all over me. So did all my family <laughs> and the dog underneath. And I'm like, damn, that's chiggers, ain't it? I'm like, that's chiggers. And I ju- it just hit me today because I was putting calamine on it and everything like that. I'm this is chiggers. So <laughs> I, sure enough, I'm covered up in chiggers again, all down my legs, up into my stomach all over the place my kids all got the same thing you know there was a lot of wet dewy grass up there and uh you know that that's they just the babies just love to hatch in that stuff and we there the lawn just got us man like just got us so i am currently coated in clear nail polish because that does work all the spots clear nail polish them over and it kills it it suffocates it and then it kills it, and the itching goes away quicker. Um, so right now, my kids are all upstairs painting themselves. So that's what's going on. And my wife is thoroughly grossed out, because the last time I got it, she was grossed out by that. Now she's got it. <laughs> now, did did everybody pick blackberries, or was that just you? Man, no, well, yep, we all did. And the thing is, is that... that that's I would bet you that's where you got the chance. I would not. I bet you it is, because that 10 acres, um, I mean, so he only... So my father-in-law only goes there a few times a year. They're, it's their retirement home, but they're not retired yet. They're in, Illinois, they're in Chicago-ish area, Elgin. Right. So they don't go there a whole lot. Well, every time I go down there, we've been there twice this year, I, I brush hog it. And the last time I did that, you know, I got covered up in poison ivy. And this time I did it, nothing happened. And I was like, or the last time, we went a couple weeks ago, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, that's great. So this time we went down there and it was a lot shorter. And um, But you could tell they'd gotten some rain and there was morning dew and the grass was, you know, the they have a big lawn. And then the woods is real thick. Like you can't even go in. There's poison ivy everywhere in there and just all kinds of normal you know spiders and snakes and and the normal stuff right so you know they didn't really go in there much but the back end of the property has tons of blackberries and the front end around their house has a ton of blackberries so they were picking blackberries and they were happy because they were going to make jam and stuff out of it you know and then sure enough we all got just nailed with it um so it's been a bit it's been over a year since i had them but but man do they suck (laughs) i forgot how bad they suck um, you know, it's really bad. I can't, I don't think I've had any chiggers since that first trip that you and Tom came down here. Uh, what was that? 2013? Yeah. I was trying to think about that the other day, what year that was. Um, yeah. And I, I, that's the last time. And I will tell you that usually the only time I really get them is if I start scratching around in the, in the leaf litter during the summer so i try to avoid that but you i do know you can get covered up in them around blackberry vines because i've had that happen before oh well that's Uh, interesting to know and it's funny because uh another guy i know that lives in uh he's around southern illinois area he got he posted a chigger pick the other day and and was using the clear nail polish thing and and i i happen to think oh that's kind of cool you know and and you know hopefully i don't get those again and then i did two weeks later and uh from when he posted it and i asked him like does that really work and he said yeah it works really well and sure enough man i coated them all today and it god i feel a lot better already um so there it is folks there's one way you can do it or you could just stay out of those places and not get it. <laughs> <laughs> and i think um i think uh permethrin works too 
Real, I wondered. I wonder. Uh, I th- I think I have read or heard that it does because I we have ticks so bad. Oh man. Um, I went out just for a little while this past Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. I'll talk about that a little bit here in a little bit. But um, Saturday night, I actually carried my my boots and my socks and my the pants I was going to wear and and sprayed them down pretty good and let those dry overnight. Just because I I really don't want to deal with tick bites. No, but, uh, and I I got another one this year. I had three last year, and I'm talking bites. And this year is so bad. And I've had my stuff coated and dried, and even my fishing shirts. And because um, most of the time I have my waders on, so I'm not really too worried about that. But my fishing shirt I had on a couple weeks ago in Kentucky, and I I had that on and another t-shirt. And by the time I went to bed, I was taking a shower and I had two ticks on my chest and they'd been there. I had to pull them out. So that was crazy because I had all that covered and my socks and everything. Um, But it's been insane. We've had insane ticks here. We've had insane ticks in Kentucky. They were super bad. I mean, they were just, you know, everywhere you went when I was down at the pond casting. And when I went fishing there last time, I had them jumping on me. I could feel them jumping on me. You know, I just brush them off. Um, thankfully, none of the teeny little whatevers, but the, the, these these are the big old ones that, you know, are like tanks. <laughs> but uh, A tick's a tick. I don't like it. Yeah, I know. I mean, Aubrey had them. Aubrey got one at school this year on the playground. Um, never seen anything like that before. They were, they were out right on the edge of the woods. They were collecting something for their nature class and she came home and she was she is itching the back of her head and i said what's going on and she said i got this like scab back there and i'm like no you got a tick in your neck so we had to pull that off and yeah i mean it seriously man like it's been awful i've never seen it like this before this is the worst year ever and you know prior to like a few years ago i had never had an interaction with a tick like, never had them. That one time, in fact, the first time I ever had anything was the time I went and hunted with you, and you pulled that one out the back of my hair, remember? That was yep, the first I time I had ever had a tick on me. And I've ever since, man, I've had turkey season especially. Um, that, that that tick marked you. <laughs> I guess so. And now I'm just, every time I get bit, i just praying that something that I don't get Lyme disease, um, which is about, about all you can do. Uh, at least at least you at least you've been getting out though yeah i have been getting out and i've been enjoying it and uh like i said i've been i've been fishing i've been fishing hard this year um i i really kind of just latched onto it i upgrade i don't know if i talked about this yet but i pretty much upgraded everything like i got new waders i got new i got scott i got that rod scott spray made me i've been fishing that i just picked up two because obviously cheap reels weren't enough so i i had even though they don't do anything so i had to buy another reel so i got i ended up with actually a used bauer um lm and with an extra spool and i got that for a great price and i just pick up picked up an able pt5 for a really good price and i sent that in after i got it because it was actually for right hand retrieve and able respooled it and put the new gear in so you could change it from left to right and took care of all that for me for like 40 bucks and, and redid the cork and all that. So I just got that back yesterday and that has fresh guts in it. So uh, that's a great little reel. That's for my four weight. I can't wait to use that. But anyway, man, I've been just, just a lot of stuff. In fact, I, um, I even just for kicks, I, I know you were telling me about those feather lights. 
the uh, Eagle Claw. Yeah. Um, I ordered uh, from Cameron. Cameron with Mortensen was in Beaver Island from Fiberglass Manifesto. Was in uh, Beaver Island all weekend, and I hit him up right before he went to Beaver Island, and they had one eight foot five weight left, and I picked that up because oh wow because yeah, I needed a five weight, and I was like forty five bucks for a five weight, I'll take it. And uh, so you got you got to meet him. I didn't get to meet him, no, but I, I bought it off. Man, it would have been great if I'd have got uh, to gotcha. meet him. But yeah, he goes to that Beaver Island trip every year, and uh, I think, and he was there when I when I hit him up for it. Uh, and he happened to have that one in stock because all the rest of them are kind of like most of the lower poundages or lower weights are off poundages. Most of the lower weights are all uh, sold out. So I got the big gotcha. old, the big old two piece, uh, and got a two before it, and that'll be a fun one. I'm really, I'm really going to get, get a kick out of that one. I'm going to use that for some bass. I'm but. pretty sure the one I got from him is a five weight. I'll have to dig it out and look at it, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it's a five weight. Well, I'm getting. I'm super addicted to glass. I love fishing glass. I cast glass better. Um, the only, I do have two rods that aren't glass. I got the eight weight out the other day that Scott made me a couple of years ago. And when, uh, when fishing, while I fishing with my dad, but there's just nothing, it was dead. The water was just too low. That's another thing we're dealing with here right now is the water's just too low and it's just too hot. Um, I've had a, I've had a real good year. Um, but you know, there has been like a lot of it has there has been a lot of heat and I've been doing a little more smallmouth fishing but I did have a trout I, I did have a really good May and early June trout fishing though, um, which was pretty awesome. Found a lot of new water, and you know what I even got to do, Steve, is Scott and Spray and I finally hooked up and fished, and I've been wanting to do that forever. I wanted to go carp fishing with him, but he hadn't really done that lately. So uh, things are goofed up with his work, like everybody else's work, because of the pandemic and the end of the pandemic and all that. So. Um, and he's in transportation, so he's having some, they're having some troubles there with drivers and whatnot. And, um, he wanted to go smallmouth fishing. So we, you know, I jumped in with, we went, we went smallmouth fishing down to the spot he showed me. Um, and then we, uh, over on the, over on the flat and we, we waited it. We waited a good long stretch, way longer than I thought it was. (laughs) And, and spent about, we turned about two hours into about four or five, um, caught a ton of fish. Um, he gave me, you know, the, the thing, you know, that somebody who really knows what they're doing when you fish with them or hunt with them, the ones that, the ones that are really like pay attention and want you to do well are the ones that they don't force it on you. They just kind of like get it out of you. You know, they, they want you to ask for advice. And Scott's one of those guys. Scott was watching me fish, kind of eyeing me up while we were casting and stuff like that. And he said, and he was hooking up one after the other on this one hole when we first started. And I was just not, I could not catch anything. He's like, he's like, you know, I, you know, it looks like you got your rod up in the air all the time and you're kind of just following it. And he's like, the problem is, he goes, when do you catch a lot of, a lot of your fish? And I'm like, right on the end of my drift. He goes, why do you think you're catching all your fish on the end of your drift? I'm like, I don't know. I thought that's where you catch fish is on the end of your drift. He's like, well, you do get a strike on the end of your drift because your line's taut and you're feeling it because you're right now you're, you're basically tight lining it. You're, you're doing it that way. You're not using a, you need an indicator or anything. And he said, but what you're not getting is you're missing every single strike that happened from the moment you cast all the way to that spot as you're drifting through the holes. So, cause you're not, you know, you're giving too much slack to your fly. You're not feeling your fly and you can't see your fly. 
So you're missing everything. You're just waiting basically for the line to get taught, hoping they get it at the very end. Um, and I thought about it and I was like, huh, I wonder when I started doing that. And I'm like, for one, I don't know why I got my rod up in the air. Um, but he, you know, he said, lower your rod when you're fishing streamers like this, we were fishing streamers at the time on the drift. He's like, when you're fishing streamers like this, put the rod down, make sure you're always connected with the fly, make sure you can see it. So number one is your fly. Number two is the end of your line into the water. And from there. And, you know, after I started doing that, I started catching a lot of fish. And uh, sure enough, that really worked. And that kind of clicked. Everything kind of clicked into place after that. We had a really good day, and we caught a ton of fish, kind of a lot of smallmouth, a lot of rock bass, um, just using our three weights, our glass rods. So every single one of them felt like a whale, you know, which was awesome. And, uh, yeah, we made a day out of it, man. And I learned something and that that's really what I needed. Cause I haven't fished with anybody in over a year and you miss stuff when you don't fish with people and hunt with people just because there's little things, even shooting with people, you, there's little things you pick up from people. And I'm not talking about the blowhards that come up to you and be like, well, you should be shooting a lighter bow or, you know, whoever do this. And why would you ever need to do that? Like the people who really want you to do well you know, are the ones that, you know, they let you do you, but they, if you want advice, they give it to you and they find a way to get it out of you. And Scott, Scott did that for me. And I really, really appreciate it. And he's been there for, for me with this fishing thing from day one. I text him all the time, ask him questions and, and he's been really great about it. Um, so not only is he a fantastic rod builder, he's an awesome fisherman and a great friend. So I want to give Scott a huge shout out and, a big thank you on the show because we haven't talked about Scott in a while and and he really does uh he really does make a hell of a rod and he's a great guy wow that was a bunch <laughs> yeah I kind of I kind of did throw a lot at you there yeah. I should have let you cut in there a little bit <laughs> yeah um I'm still looking forward to fishing with Scott you know um last year the plan was I was actually going to head up for Compton's and help them help them set up for the event. And while I was doing that, take a, a half a day or a day and, and hit some water with Scott and then COVID hit and didn't get to do that. And then obviously, you know, everything that happened this year. Um, but yeah, Scott's, Scott's a fantastic guy. I, I can't say enough good about Scott. And uh, I look forward to getting to, getting to share a stream with him someday soon. It'll probably be, it'll probably be at least next year, but, but definitely looking forward to it. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, you know what, I'm just going to use that as a segue that, you know, Scott built that rod and, uh, did the, uh, the auction on it for, for Lori. And there's been some, there's been some other people who've stepped up. And I do want to, I do want to thank them. Um, but we kind of just jumped in here and got to rolling, Nick. And I kind of forgot that I did want to kind of let everybody know where we've been. Well, that's my fault. Um, you can blame I, it on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not not about fault. Um, I was looking today, and like I said at the beginning, we we obviously have not recorded since early April. And, you know, I know the purpose of that episode was to kind of catch up and let people know kind of what was going on and that, you know, we weren't going anywhere, but the, the episodes would be – you know, rather sparse. And I would say, you know, several months is more than a bit sparse. So, you know, this, this episode 
I did want to get together and chat with you a little bit, mainly talk about the things that you've been doing because I haven't done anything. Um, but at the same time, also, you know, kind of give people a little bit of an update. Um, so, you know, when we had that recording back in, in April, um, I think I told everybody then that, you know, we'd gotten some, some bad news from the doctors and that, you know, I really needed to focus on my wife, which is what I've been doing and what I am going to continue to do. But, uh, it's kind of a good thing that I did that because since then, um, I think, you know, she's probably spent a total of at least eight weeks, uh, in the hospital since then. Um, you know, I've, I've been trying to work during the day and, and go at least go see her while she was in the hospital at night. Um, they did relax visiting hours, thank God, after a while. So I was at least able to do that on a regular basis. And then the, the last, the last visit she had, I'm, I'm not going to go into a ton of details about what all has been going on just out of respect for her, but she was having a lot of pain. She was not in a good place. And, um, she basically, which, she never does, but she basically just said, you know, I need you, I need you here. So, uh, except for coming home long enough to, you know, take a shower and change clothes. I, I lived in the hospital for, for a while. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've had trips to Houston mixed in, in between there. So she's working with an oncology team here in Atlanta. She's working with an oncology team, uh, in Houston. And so, you know, honestly and truly Nick, while I would love to have said we're going to try to get shows in now and then, I, I just don't know how I could have fit it in. This is really kind of the the last couple of weeks has been pretty pretty good, and um, with the with the long holiday weekend this past weekend, I felt like it was something that I could do this week was to try to just sit down and record for forty five minutes to an hour or so. Um, and we're going to see how things go. If, you know, if things stay like they are right now, I'm hoping, you know, you and I can get together and record something at least every couple of weeks, a couple, three weeks. Um, I'm going to try. I'm not making any promises. So, folks, please just understand if if we're not getting episodes out regularly, there's a there's a very solid reason for it. But we're I'm committed to this. I'm pretty sure Nick's committed to it. Mm -hmm. When when things look and are going a little bit better, um, you know, we'll we'll get back into a regular routine but uh and i've been thinking about trying to figure out a way to start doing some stuff with the the video stuff it's, it's just it's really hard for me to to get into kind of trying to produce any video content when i'm just not getting out of the house at all for me it's like for me to try to do anything where i'm um you know trying to provide any valuable content i, I almost feel like i've got to be out there and i just i just can't do that right now so i'm thinking about it we'll see how that goes but and now i'm the one that's rambling see how that works yeah Nick? it's catchy um i did want to take a few minutes to thank some really special people um david darling um kilted boyer st stepped up and um he and compton's worked together to do a, a bow raffle uh with the proceeds going uh to Lori. And, you know, to David, to all the great members um, and the officers of Compton's and everybody that, that participated in that raffle, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, also, Tony Ryder, Drop Time Custom Bows, um, donated a beautiful longbow uh, for the local club here in North Georgia Traditional Archery. 
um, to do a, a, a raffle for that bow. That has not taken place yet. Uh, I think that will take place next month uh, at the, the last shoot of our, um, of our 2021 uh, 3D season. Uh, TBG has helped out with that. And it's kind of funny. Um, I've, I've missed the last two um, local shoots. I always go and help set up the course, and I haven't been able to do that. Um, the last the last shoot, Lori was in the hospital, and I was with her. And the, um, the shoot this weekend, I will be in Houston, so I'm going to miss two in a row. And I can't tell you the last time I missed two shoots up there but uh but anyway some some great people um for everyone that's that's bought tickets for that raffle and to those good to everyone especially gene gene's uh gene's done a gene's done a lot for me um and especially for coordinating this and i just i thank everyone of them from the bottom of my heart but where i was going with that while i go is gene walked up to me the last shoot that we had and he said you know a lot of people in Michigan, don't you? <laughs> so I know there's a, I know there's a lot of people in Michigan that have been buying that have been buying tickets. And yes, I do know a lot of people in Michigan, and consider a lot of them really close friends. So, um, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to each and every one of you. Um, I don't know yet where this journey is going to uh, lead. I would say that. Um, uh, we, we're going back to Houston this coming week and, you know, we're hoping to learn a bit more there. Um, for right now, I'm just, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. Um, but bless my wife's heart. She's had a, she's had a really rough eight months. Um, really rough. Mm -hmm. So, um, with all that being said, uh, you know, I've, I've pretty much had to resort to, um, work and, and keeping the bills paid and looking after my wife. And while I, I'm not going to lie and tell you, I haven't missed being outdoors. It's just one of those things that just not really an option right now. Um, you was talking about all the stuff that you bought, you know, I bought brand new waders. I bought brand new wading boots. I've got, I don't know how many flies I tied over the winter and, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the waders are still in the box. Yeah, you uh, you inspired um, me to to get all that stuff, um, and yeah, I've gotten a lot of use of mine, but I am sure happy that sure happy that I did that. Um, I was just going to try to make do for a while, but you know, when you're if you're going to do it, just having the best experience you can. Sometimes that gear upgrade makes a big difference, and I I hope you can break those waders in soon, man. We're fairly soon. You know what? As long as they're in the box, they're still new. That's the way I look <laughs> at still it. New. I, you know, I'll I'll <laughs> I'll get around to it. My only problem, or I shouldn't say it's a problem. My only concern is, is I've managed to I've managed to drop. Uh, I would have to go back and look now. Somewhere around thirty pounds since I ordered those stupid waders. Wow. So I'm hoping they'll still fit, but I'm pretty sure they will. Um, but you know, it's uh, they'll be there. They'll be there when, when the time comes. Yep. I've got, actually, I've got a lot of stuff that'll be there when the time comes. I, um, I know I've talked to you about this a little bit, and I think we talked about it on the podcast some last fall that, you know, I'd, I'd start getting that, that itch about possibly wanting to hunt with a handgun again. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think I talked about it a little bit when we had Sean Clarkson on. You did. Maybe. 
Well, another good friend of mine, and most people on the podcast will not know who I'm talking about, but his name's Billy Hudson. He used to be a uh, used to be a boyer. He kind of he kind of got away from it a while back, but he was he he owned and operated Flatwoods Custom Bows, and I keep hoping one day he's just gonna pick it back up and start doing it again because he really did make some great bows. Um, but I don't even remember how it happened now, but I was talking to him I think on Facebook and and he had I don't know if he'd listened to the podcast or what. It's been so long now I can't remember, but it was it was kind of in the middle of of everything that was going on with my wife and. I'll be honest, we uh, didn't have a, I really didn't have a lot to smile about at the time. And, uh, he was asking me about, you know, if I, if I picked up another TC contender, what I would, you know, what chambers I was looking for. And I told him and, um, that joker hit me up a, a few weeks after that and sent me a picture and, uh, let's just say without going into a lot of detail, um, I now have a. TC contender, 14 inch barrel chambered in 375 JDJ, which is around I've always wanted and just never owned, and it's an absolutely gorgeous handgun. And and I, I'm I'm still kind of torn, which is really funny. I, I I'm gonna have a and I know people wouldn't understand this, but as much as I think I would like to get out and hunt with a handgun again, it's gonna be hard for me to take the thing out of the safe and actually go hunting with it and leave my leaving my bow here i don't i don't I'm, I'm sure i can do it but i just don't know how i'm gonna do it yet but you know billy if you listen to this just like everybody else i can't there's no way i can tell you thank you enough for um stuff like that that, that people have done and i haven't i haven't even got to show, shoot it yet i don't know i don't know when i'll get to shoot it but um it's in the safe it's it's ready to go and i've actually managed to um run across a few other really lucky things. I was I posted something about it on Facebook uh, about a week or two after I got it from after Billy brought it to me and uh there was a guy that messaged me and said that he had about a year ago he went through a go, going out of marriage event and when he was cleaning out and moving some stuff around he had he ran across some uh, 375 JDJ rounds and a resizing die and some uh, bullets and a bunch of stuff. And he said he had actually just misplaced it or it would have been sold during the, <laughs> the going out of marriage event. And he ended up, he was going down to Florida to do something with his, his new wife. And on his way back through Georgia, he met me and handed me a box with all this stuff in it. I mean, it's just, you know, some of this... Some of the stuff that's happened to me over the summer has been just has to make you smile. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll take any of my, any smiles I can get right now. Um, so anyway, I'm now see what I mean about the rambling. You're a bad influence. dude. I know, man. I'm, I am, but you know, and we're, we'll be here for you too. And we've Scott and I already talked about that run and how awesome it would be for you to come and fish it with us because I mean, trout are great, but I mean, when you're sitting there with friends catching smallmouth and rock bass on fly rod, glass fly rods all afternoon, I mean, it's just a great walk and a great wade, and and we'll definitely have to do that. That is, uh, that's we got the perfect spot for you, and you won't have to do nothing. You'll be able to come here and not do nothing, just hang out. <laughs> Try not to fall in. Well, I guess. But, you know. Um... 
regardless of regardless of where this this journey my wife and I are on now ends um you know we're we're still hopeful that um the chemo that she's currently on is 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 going to be the the miracle drug they you know they the doctors have told us that um when it when it does work it works really well and we're holding out hope for that um but whether it's whether it's whether it's this year next year um whether it's me whether it's both of us this whole thing has made me rethink a lot of things and there's a lot of things that that i've found excuses to not do over the years that you know as always there's work to be done there's this to be done um an experience like this will make you reevaluate a lot of things i'll i'll just be perfectly honest with you um i can imagine so definitely. that is definitely a trip I, I look forward to doing i'll just leave it at that mm-hmm. so you said something a little bit earlier about you had a chance to get out too last weekend uh kind of sort of so i um up on the the north georgia traditional property that you you hunted was it last year year, year before last jeez i don't um, even remember up in gainesville okay I um i hunted that that's you know last year when all this was right after Lori, because Lori was diagnosed early october um so you know I really didn't spend a ton of time in the woods last year, but most of the time that I did spend, I was on that, that property up there and you know, it's not very big. So it was one of those things. It was kind of a good thing because I, I, it was really the only place I had to hunt. And because of the situation, I couldn't over hunt it. But, uh, because it was the only place I hunted, I, I actually branched out and found some areas that I, other property that I'd never even looked at before. And, uh, the last day that I hunted, um, I carried, I carried two cameras. No, excuse me. I carried one camera with me and I already had one camera that I, that I'd set out earlier in the season. And that morning I ended up seeing, I want to say it was eight, eight different deer. I saw that morning, had a couple that I had, I had shots at, but they were marginal and I didn't want to end the season on a bad note. So I never dropped a string, but uh, after I climbed out of the stand that morning, I moved one of the cameras and I actually placed another camera. And if anybody watches the some of the videos that I did late last late last year, I did one about um, natural ground blinds. And there was one spot that I was that I found that morning when I was walking through scouting for that video that had a huge downed. I believe it was an oak may have been a pine i can't remember but it was a <clears throat> it was an area of that property i'd never hunted before and i really couldn't believe that the trail that i stumbled across and then this huge blowdown that was just perfect for a natural ground blind so i set up a camera there and did something i've never done before i put it i put the camera on video and that was i want to say that was like the 9th or the 10th of january and i hadn't i hadn't touched it since then and you know, like I said, the, the the past week or so, Lori's been, you know, she's been feeling pretty good. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to get up in the morning. And once we, you know, once I, once I help her get her meds squared away, I said, I'm going to ride up there and I'm going to 
check that camera. So I did. Um, oddly enough, I went walked straight to that one and and ended up taking it off the tree. And I had another uh, another camera. You know, I swapped a camera out for that one and moved the video, the one I had on video. And then I went to look for the second camera that I'd relocated that last day of season. And I still hadn't found that camera, but I know it's still working because it's, it's still sending me pictures. <laughs> but I don't know where I don't know where it's at. It, it's amazing how much, especially here with all the foliage, when it's really thick like it is up there. Yeah, I I thought I knew exactly where it was at, and I walked around for probably thirty minutes trying to find it. And not only did I not found it, not found it. Not only did I not find it, <laughs> I obviously never walked anywhere close to it because it didn't take a picture of me stumbling around in the woods looking for it so i know it's i know the general area it's in but <laughs> i guess i'll find it after the leaves come off this this fall but um anyway brought the camera back popped the sd card in and you know i've bought i'm a cheapskate when it comes to cameras i don't think i've ever spent more than like 50 bucks on a trail camera even i've got two cellular cameras and both of those i bought um, they were, I bought them through a contact Billy Hoffman had, they were, uh, demo units and got those real cheap too. I'm just a cheapskate when it comes to cameras, but this stupid camera, I was so excited about having left this camera out there for since January 10th, I pulled the thing, put the card in and the batteries were dead on it. Now, when I went to, when I went to pull the memory card out of it oh, no. this past Sunday, uh, so I thought, man, this thing's going to be full of video. It chewed up, you know, eight, eight or 12. I don't remember how many AA batteries are in it. I had four videos, all of them within a week of leaving the camera. And then I don't, I don't know what the heck happened to it, but um, I will never buy another camera. I, I do not want to mention brand names on the air, but it rhymes with Wild Game Innovations. Um, <laughs> we'll not buy another one. Just complete garbage well that's what you get for listening to billy hoffman <laughs> well no that's not what billy hoffman that's not the ones i oh. got from billy um these were some that i bought a i bought a pack of four from academy they had them on sale and i've bought these cameras in the past and i've always had mixed results but never again i'll never buy another one so disappointing we love you billy <laughs> <laughs> no the so here's the funny thing the cameras that billy I got to tell this too. This is another funny one. So these are, um, crap, what are they? I'll have to get my phone. This shows you how in tune I am with the trail cameras I use. These are spy point, uh, micro cells. Mm -hmm. And I got two of them from the guy. And one of them was DOA. And the, the guy that I got them from worked with me and he got a, he worked with uh spy point, got a replacement sent to me. So I had these two cameras and I placed them in the woods. This would have been in 2019 and they worked for a few months and then they quit transmitting and I had a lot going on. I just left. I, was, I really truly was kind of ticked off at them. So I just left them in the woods and in the fall of 2019, as I was hunting, I pulled these cameras and brought them back to the house and popped the video, the SD cards out of them and threw them in the, bottom of my gun safe <coughs> excuse me and uh this past fall 
I was cleaning out my gun safe and just getting rid of some crap. And I almost threw those, both of those cameras in the trash. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn the doggone things on and just see if they, what happens. And you know, both of them turned on, synced up with the cell towers and started taking pictures. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? So I actually set them up here in my, my basement, just let the cats trigger them as the cats were walking through the house and left them for two or three weeks. And they work like clockwork. And I'm like, son of a gun. So I took them out, um, late 2020. No, that's not right. Let me get this straight. We're in 2021 now. So it would have been 2018 when I bought them. They crapped out that fall and early into 2019. I put them back out at the end of 2019 season and ran them all through the 2020 year. And the doggone things are still out there taking pictures today. I don't know what the heck happened to them the first time, but I mean, they just, they just completely quit working for, they were out in the woods for almost eight months and never, never sent a single photo. And now they've been out there for over a year. And I haven't even, one of them has been out now since, let me think. November of last year. It's been in the woods up at NGT since November of last year, and I still hadn't swapped the batteries in it, and it's like 73% battery life still on it. Wow. I don't know. So Billy, don't let don't let Nick talk bad about you, man. Hey, who is your who is your contact over there? Do you know his first name by chance? Over, over where? Spy point? I hell I don't know. I don't even remember this guy's hey. name. <laughs> Because <laughs> Billy posted something on Facebook and said he had a, a friend that was trying that was letting go of some uh, demo cameras, and I think he gave me his cell number and I texted him. I never even added his name in my phone. I don't know who Billy will know probably, but I don't. I don't even remember. The his only name. reason why I ask is because um, Billy Billy's rep uh, that he was well not rep but guy he was talking to his name's Trent Marsh. And, uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Trent, Trent used to work for a different company back in the day. Um, he worked for uh, Hawk and, uh, we, in fact, he was the one that got, that sold me, basically sold me on one of their, one of their binoculars a long time ago. Um, okay. And they kind of had a falling out and he's working with a different company, but Trent has been on social media. Trent goes way back to the early Twitter days. When I first met you, I was talking to Trent. Um, well, that, and that may be him. I don't honestly can't remember. The name sounds familiar, and, but and it was small world because, um, basically like Billy had posted, it's one of those things where Billy posted something on Facebook and tagged Trent. And I was like, you know, Trent, like <laughs> we used to have it. Me and John Buchin used to have a, um, like a hunt camp chat going with them uh with several people and trent was one of them that was in that group uh so hmm. i thought that was kind of interesting he's like i don't know all roads lead to old school twitter i guess <laughs> yeah like i said that 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 name does yeah because he's familiar, he's friends I... he's friends with will too jenkins and and like oh, okay. yeah it's all like a big when we were all doing that hunt chat that that all those dudes like it's kind of interesting. I, I just thought it was kind of cool. And when you said that, I'm like, I think that's what I think that's where Trent works. Trent, if you don't work there anymore, it, well, well. <laughs> yeah, and it may have been like I said, the guy was real nice. He sent me the two cameras. I got them for a great price. One of them never would connect to the cellular service. 
In fact, it's still here somewhere. I don't throw anything away. I'm like a damn pack rat. Um, but it never would work. So, you know, after a few days, he um, he just put in an RMA and they sent me a brand new one. And like I said, both of them are still still working. Oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah, that's the... Um, so that trip and then back in... Well, it was before we recorded, so it had to have been like in February or March. Um, I got out with a... a the kid that used to mow my yard, he kind of stopped mowing my yard. I'm not sure what's up with that. But, <laughs> um, we got out and did a, a day of scouting up on a WMA up in the mountains that I've, I've kind of, I don't say I've really hunted it. I've, I've, I've showed up and walked on the property a few times, but, uh, in fact, I've got a camera placed out up there that is probably gone. I'm pretty sure the, during turkey season, it, it sprouted legs and walked out of the woods, but, um, I need to get up there and just check and see, but it's about two and a half miles in and pretty rugged country. And I just haven't, I haven't had a, I haven't had a long enough period of time where I could actually go and do something like that. Any, any outing I do at all, even if it's just like to the, the grocery store or whatever, I feel like I can only be gone from the house about, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. If Bella's going to be home, maybe an hour, hour and a half. So mm-hmm. just is what it is right now. Well, at least, uh, at least that's a little bit promising for you. I haven't done much on the whole, actually, on the whole archery front. Everybody's probably wondering, why well, do you even shoot anymore? I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I, I do. I didn't get a chance to go to Compton because we had this whole, and I was talking about this before we started, Steve, but we had this whole situation where the construction company or the gravel company near my house, they nicked our aquifer. They weren't supposed to be digging there, and they nicked our aquifer. So one by one, our, our neighbors all ran out of water. So the only way to really fix the problem, we wanted to get on municipal anyway, because I remember te- you t- telling you that we had that PFAS stuff going on and, and we needed to get on out of our wells and eventually on a city water. Well, um, that pretty much, that forced the hand. So now for a while, everybody was hooked up on fire hoses around here. It was crazy. And then finally they put a line in and they did it Compton weekend. So long story short, Saturday, we had holes in our yard. Stuff was getting done. People were going in and out, um, and I had to be here. So I did not get a chance to go to Compton. Um, I was only going to go for the day, help Bub out with the kids, say say hello, hello to some friends, and that didn't get to happen for me either. Um, from what I hear, it was a uh, other than the weather, which you know I think that's just a given from now on with Compton, or it has always been. Um, sounded like a real good shoot. Uh, so the only other shooting I've really done is I went to the the MLA had a cool little shoot this year um, at Muskegon Bowman, um, and it was kind of like a uh, it was kind of like a Den- Denny Avery tribute swap meet kind of thing because uh, since right. since talking to you we lost Denny Avery from the Michigan yes, I did from that. the Michigan Longbow Association and it was quite a blow Denny. Denny was larger than life. He is beloved. I mean, he just, he is a legend through and through. We, we, we named him a legend, but he was a legend anyway. He's just one of those guys. He always showed up and he always was excited to shoot, to be there. I don't even think I saw him string a bow up for the longest time. I mean, he pretty much was just there with his kilt and dressed up and doing all these different activities and the turkey shoots and everything. And, you know, we'll miss Denny tremendously. Um, but we had, they had that shoot. And, uh, I got to go shoot around there. Um, 
got Aubrey out in the woods shooting her bow and found she grew out of it. So she shot it one time. <laughs> hmm. So now I got it. I got Tracy and Dave from St. Joe River Bows building her a big rapid. She's moving to a bigger bow now or a rapid. Um, and now which uh, rapid? Which bow is that? It's their new one. It segues between. Ah, uh, geez, I can't remember the actual product description. I'm sorry, Dave and Tracy, I'm failing you. I put you on the spot. <laughs> I haven't even heard about it. So. It's a, it's their new model that they had last year. It was like a. I, it, it, uh, they can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they needed a Segway model. They used to have uh, the Ottawa or something like that, but they they needed a Segway model between like the 19 pound super light bows to the next up, which is like a 25 kind of thing. Um, gotcha. and they designed the rapid, which is more like a, um, I think it's the rapid or the big rapid. One of the two, again, I can't believe I can't remember this, but they designed that to be a little quicker at the lighter poundages and it's a good go between. It's got the forward handle and stuff on it. So, um, we got, we got Aubrey, one of those and some matching arrows and that, that should be here pretty soon. In fact, I've got to send our bow in with the trade up program and get Aubrey's new bow. And probably got to do that by mail so she can shoot it for Barrington. That would be really fun. Um, but that was good to see. And and the thing is, Steve, it's funny because Aubrey was always the one that never really cared about her form or anything. She was grip it and rip it. And right. I never thought she'd be any other way that, than that. And I never really pushed her. But she fell back. It was like a different person. She walked out there. She had perfect form. She shot great. She was just underbowed. And uh, I can't wait to get her out with the new bow because I think she's really going to enjoy it. Um, but I didn't get to shoot a whole lot there. Um, I always talk more than I shoot, like you can imagine that, right? Uh, <laughs> and uh, guess who I ran into there? Who's that? Derek Sheehan. Really? Derek Sheehan, and he had some bamboo fly rods with him. And I got to I got to check out Derek's work. I. I had not seen them yet. So that was really cool too. That ended up being a good little trip. I got to cast those back in February. Is it February? No, March. I don't know. February, March of 2020. He brought, he brought two of them with him when he came down here to hog hunt. Oh yeah. I, I think I remember you talking about that. Um, incredible work. He said he's actually working some up to sell. He's, he's been doing a lot of research into it. Um, and of course, you know, I told him I, I might be interested in one at some point. And he's like, well, well, you can just build your own. I'll teach you how to do it. And I was like, I cannot get into doing this. This is just, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, yet. that's that's kind of me. <laughs> I just, that's kind of me. I, I do not trust myself doing all that. Um, but I don't have the time to get. I tried the bow thing once, too, and that just wasn't for me either. Uh, then I tried the string thing, yeah. and now I leave that up to the professionals. Um but yeah, man, it was uh, it was pretty cool, and I'm really excited for we like I said we got Barrington coming up, which is a really really um, small shoot. Uh, it's a family shoot. Doug Jackson runs that, and I mean they cover all your meals for thirty bucks for the weekend, and you got shooting, and it, it's not a whole lot of activities, but it's it's a nice chill hangout and see friends shoot. And I haven't been able to go for like the last few years. They didn't have it last year. And then before that, there was like hurricanes both weekends. And it, I just stayed for, I was going to go for the day and then just didn't. I haven't camped there for a while. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to that one. Unfortunately, the Michigan traditional bow hunter shoot is the same weekend in Lanesburg. And I just haven't seen Doug in too long. I got to go to that one. I got to go to the Barrington one and I really enjoy it. Hopefully they won't be on the same weekend again. Um, but then there's GLLI and I'm super stoked about that. And, uh, that's another one. I can't wait to get you to one of these days. One of the, one of these years I want you to come down and see maybe, that. maybe, maybe next year. Yep. I'm, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't, the last shoot I attended at NGT, the, let me back up. The last shoot that I shot at, at NGT was the first Sunday in April. I helped. No, March. I helped set the course in April. I didn't shoot. I helped set the course in May and didn't shoot. And in June, I didn't I didn't make it at all. So I haven't, honestly, until this past weekend, weekend of the 4th, I have not, I have not shot a bow since sometime in March. Um, I did string up my, my 64 inch, um, Pacific U this weekend. I'm proud to say that I walked out. We've got those, uh, we've got those carpenter bees. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. They look like, they look like bumblebees and they just kind of hover and dart back and forth. Mm -hmm. I walked out in the backyard and there's, there's two of those, buzzing around where my targets are at and i'm very proud to say that i pulled the first arrow back and i let it fly and smacked one of those things right out of the sky to like 15 yards what i'd love to tell you that's where i was aiming but there wasn't even where i was aiming <laughs> I, that, 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 that that stupid <laughs> that stupid bee was a good 18 inches from where i was looking um <laughs> Man you, just, man, you just broke rule number one. You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say, I shot that bee right out of you. Didn't the Wenzels teach you anything? Uh, man, it, it, I felt bad for it. I said, it looked like just the fletching hit him, but it was game over. I saw it, you know, kind of flop over. It looked like he did a little loop over about three feet. Like, like Randy Johnson and the bird. Yeah, like Randy Johnson and the bird. That's a that's a very good analogy. Um and I'll be honest, I, I I shot about 10 arrows, and then I came back in the house and said, well, crap, now which bow am I going to start shooting because that one's too heavy? Um, so I got to start, I got to start shooting. It was, it was, I was struggling to hit anchor, and that's very unusual for me. But I haven't, like I said, I haven't been shooting. So um, I've got a, I've got a 60-pound um, checkmate falcon that, that I picked up for a steal back uh, last fall sometime. So I think I'm going to start shooting that one a little bit, and then I'll probably work up to one of my 65 pounds. I'll be back up to this bow by the time season rolls around. Now, whether or not I'll get out there, I don't know, but... Um, you know, or you... I'll start doing that. I'll start doing some some dumbbell rolls. I'll, 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 it's in my back. I can tell you where the... I just... Uh, I've lost the, the strength to actually, you know, hit anchor and pinch my shoulder blades together with the... At sixty, what is that? Sixty-nine pound bow, but I'll I'll get back to it. Or you could drop to the forty-five pound club, and you could get on Facebook and talk about how it's superior. Oh, I'd have to buy a damn bow. I don't have a forty-five pound bow. Um, that's all that's stopping you. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, it was it was a humbling experience. Um, I don't know the last time I struggled to to be able to hit anchor after you know six seven arrows, but. It'll come back quick. It always does for me. I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about it, but it was just like, what the, 
what the hell happened? <laughs> and then I, then I started going, oh yeah, you haven't shot since March, dummy. Um, but you know, it's just priorities. It's, it has just not been at the, at the top of my priority list. No, but, I hear you, man. It's hard. Like sometimes like it, I, I went for quite a while there when I was just mainly fishing and, you know, just picked up. I, I never, I usually shoot around the 50, the 56 to 58 range. And I mean, even that feels heavy if you haven't done it in a while. And, uh, yeah, I mean like foreign heavy, you know, like, wow, I was shooting this well, before, and you, like, <laughs> you know, um, and, and, you know, even last year during season, I was, I didn't hunt with my, I was shooting the, um, one of those Savora takedowns that I have that's it's marked 63, but it really pull, pulls more like 60, 61. Um, and I really don't, I can't tell you why I started shooting that last fall, but it was just like, um, with the, with the limited amount of time that I knew I was going to be able to get out and hunt, it was just that little bit of extra, excuse me, that little bit lesser weight than what I was used to hunting. I just felt more steady and solid with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was shooting the bow really well too. So, you know, worst case is I just go back to go back to hunting with that one this fall if I need to. And, I'll get back to the longbow at another date. I mean, I, I really want to get back to hunting with my longbows, but for the for the amount of time that I've got to devote to any of this stuff right now, it's just going to have to be whatever I can shoot better with the least amount right? of effort. Just shoot and just have fun. I mean, yep. you know, maybe it'll be kind of a little bit of a rebirth for you, you know? Uh, not that you ever got tired of it. You never do, but yeah. Um, no, I never get, I never get tired no. of shooting. I just uh I don't get tired of it either, but I have now I have the 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 curse of having two hobbies I love very, very much. And Yeah, I don't know who that SOB was that got you hooked on flying. Well fishing. and you know I'd, we'll have to talk about this another day, Steve, but I uh yeah, I mean I love to fish. I love to fish. I I and maybe it's just because I, I haven't been doing it as long as bow hunting, but I, I had that I had that same thirst I had when I started shooting. You know, where it's just, that's all I want to do all the time. And, uh, I get it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm also in that sponge stage, you know, where you're kind of just like getting everything you can get, you know, and I'm, I'm journaling it all down just like I did when I started archery and, and, you know, just, just doing, do going through the paces, finding what you like, you know, all that. And, but you know, I happen to be blessed in, in an area where I'm close to water. That's good fishing, so I it's way easy for me to just go three minutes down the road and jump in the water, and that's that really centers me. So yeah. I'm loving it, man. And I, I every day I think I'm just so thankful for it that that's one of the things I just I'm so thankful for the show. Other than getting to spend time with you, is that I I never would have thought that I would have got into this, and. Uh, I just something I just love to do all the time and write about it. Um, in fact, I'm having a real t- hard time right now with Life and Longbow as my blog because pretty much everything I'm doing is fishing right now. So that's a bow hunting blog. So it's it's one of those things that's and it, and it's into my book too. Um, I've been writing this the second book for a while now. You know, the first mistake I made is I told people I was working on a second book. I should have kept my mouth shut. And then just came out with a second book. Um, (laughs) Because now everybody's like, well, where's that book? Uh, But, 
this book is going to be called, I decided to work fishing stories into it. I was going to save all my fishing stories and do a fishing book. And then I thought, you know what? There's time in my life for a fishing book. Like I have a bunch of good bow hunting stories. I have a bunch of good fishing stories. I have a lot of calamity that's happened in all those stories of the McManus variety. So I'm like, I think I need to work some fishing in here. So the the title of my next one's going to be called Clumsy Predators. And cuz man is nature's clumsiest predator. And that was based off a story I wrote a while ago that'll eventually be a traditional bow hunter here pretty soon. Um but you know, I started getting some of those stories down here, especially in the last few weeks, just those Kentucky trips and stuff like that, a lot of writing, a lot of hunts that you and I participated in that were god awful, but we loved them and that's all we talk about. Had to get some of those down on paper. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a combo book, just of all good outdoor short stories that are meaningful and funny. And, and I've had a blast going back through all the stuff that you and I've done together and putting it in there and Tom and, and John and Rob and, and everything. So, you know, kind of to round up what I've been doing, I'm trying to get that puppy out of here and published by, uh, by fall, if not spring. So there's that too. I'm really excited about it, and I know people have been asking about it, so I wanted to give you all an update on it. But well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I, I really am, and looking forward to trying to do this a little bit more frequently. Like I said earlier, um, it is getting right close to an hour, and I for various reasons I do not kind of need to wrap this one mm-hmm. up, Dick. But I do want us to try to do this more often. Um, for all our listeners, I'm going to try my absolute best not to let it be this long again. I think Nick and I are going to try to shoot to put something out at least every three to four weeks, if we can, for the next foreseeable month or two. Just have to see how things go. Um, if uh, if we can't, then I will I will at least try for one of us to start updating the, the Facebook group uh, a little more frequently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that that's, up. Keep that community going. That's folks. on. Yeah, we do, and I I need to. It, it's just like I was I was telling Nick before we started, and I may have mentioned this at the beginning. And I was talking about you know trying to do some videos when you're not out, and you you just know that you can't get out and and participate. It's it's really kind of hard to to interact with the community. I know that, or at least it is for me. Mm-hmm. I know that probably makes no sense, but it just, I feel so detached from it right now. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, like I said, things seem to be going pretty good right now. Uh, and I think this is something that I can at least try to, you know, do every, every couple, three weeks, something like that. And maybe that'll give me enough of a, uh, enough of a joke to, to feel like I can, I can participate on the, the online community a little bit more. Um, I'll do the best I can. I'll leave it the same here. I've been, uh, I post a little bit here and there just to let you guys all know that we're alive and, and getting out there in the woods and whatnot. Um, but I have noticed that it's died down quite a bit since we stopped doing consistent episodes. Um, and you know, that's, that's just the way it goes. Uh, but please, if you, you know, if you got anything show related or you want to have a discussion or, share something or if you think there's somebody you know we ought to look into or a topic we should cover you know please reach out on there uh, you can message me on on facebook too if you want uh, steve isn't checking that as much these days but um 
that's, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you. And the same on Instagram. I know some of you reach out on Instagram and, and, and send messages and whatnot. We are, we are, we do monitor that account. We post things. Um, but time just gets away from me and we got to get a little bit better at it, but you know what? It is what it is. And, and we're, we're here, we're here. We're not going anywhere. That's, that's the takeaway. And we do care and we do watch. So. Well said. And for everyone that is listening to this episode, we, uh, we definitely appreciate you sticking around during our, our, our break. And, uh, again, as I'm closing, I'm just going to say to everybody that's, that's reached out, that's bought raffle tickets, that's in any way helped support, uh, me and my family through, you know, what we've been going through this year. Um, well, since October of last year, I, I can't, I just can't thank you enough. Um, and you know, hopefully, hopefully life's going to, to get back to normal here soon. And, and, you know, we can get back to doing a lot of the things that we really like doing, bringing some guests on the show and those kind of things. It's just right now, I don't feel like I can, uh, I can't commit, um, with any amount of certainty. So it's hard for me to, you know, ask a, a guest to be just to put on indefinite hold, but we, we will get back there. But anyway, Nick, Thank you for kind of hopping on at short notice. I will I will do my best to give you a little bit more notice next time. Um, but it's been a blast catching up, man. Yeah, it has, man. Um, I appreciate it, and for distracting me from all this itching I'm doing right now. That's uh, that's fantastic. Right. <laughs> I will let you go scratch. <laughs> and for everybody else, seriously, thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to bringing you uh, some more content here real soon. Take care, everyone. Take care, buddy.